This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie. I'm Danielle. And um, this is some extra goodness for you, right? Always. Always a little extra. When people say like, oh, I wish you recorded more episodes during the week. And I'm like, you need to get on that premium beat, yo. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm trying as hard (laughs) as I can to give you the most content I could possibly muster. We are out Um, here doing the work. I want I want you to tell the people what the um, what we're going to be talking about today, what the topic is for this uh, bonus episode. So for this bonus episode, we're talking about our favorite action movies. Pew, pew, pew. pew. I can't make a helicopter. I know I can't. Noise. <laughs> but I do hope one of your movies has a helicopter in it. Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> Me too. I know part of me is like I hope we didn't pick the same movies but who knows maybe that's fun I love when that happens I love it well I want to I actually want to ask you first what is your kind of personal history with action movies because I I have one that's not I think what what people would assume about (gasps) me but I'm curious did you watch them growing up like were you a fan like what's up Absolutely. I mean, you know who I grew up with? Of course yes. I watched action movies growing up. Of course. And it's like Bridge Over the, the River Kwai and Onward. Like anything where people were getting shot or blown up was premium viewing in my house. And here's what's weird. I don't love horror movies. I goddamn love action movies. You can ask Taryn. You can. I'll, I'll send a video. Maybe we'll post a video to uh, to the feed. But there is a moment in one of the movies that, that's on my list today where... I laugh so hard that you think I'm going to pass out. Like I find action movies deeply enjoyable, which is very strange because, again, I'm a nonviolent person in my day to day life. Very passive or very peaceful, yeah. I will say. Um, but I goddamn love action movies. There's and I, I like action scenes like there's the scene in the TV show Hannibal, which was also, I believe, in um, Red Dragon that there was a guy there was a guy on fire in a wheelchair and Hannibal just like pushes him down this ramp and it's just this flaming corpse in a wheelchair and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen I love it I love it what I want to know about your history with action movies well the, the plain truth is that I don't have one I did not grow up watching action movies at all really um, yeah totally not I actually only really started getting into them maybe like late college uh mid mid to late 20s or something like I was not I didn't grow up watching pretty much anything that wasn't Memphis Bell or a comedy. Uh, no, no. And this well, is, was there like a switch that was flipped in your 20s? Like what made you want to try an action movie? Honestly, film Twitter. No, it was not film Twitter, but kind of, <laughs> but kind of. This is the weirdest part. So like I didn't have brothers growing up, which I always find is I make that excuse a lot of times for not being into um Certainly the reason why I didn't watch Star Wars, um, because I just didn't have I didn't have brothers. My dad was he was in the military, but he was not interested in anything that was like action horror. He is strictly a comedy guy and more like I mean, he loves like Will Ferrell, like he's that kind of person. But he again, my parents don't even actually really like movies all too much. Um, So I never was raised on them. And then didn't really know much about them until, you know, basically I was 
getting into, you know, kind of what I'd call genre movies, horror, science fiction, like that kind of stuff, which, you know, is a lot of cult film um, right. is genre pictures. And, you know, I started to kind of start kind of trickling in where I was like, OK, now I'm like, I'm getting it. Like, and it would be the kind of thing where like there would be like it was. Let's be honest, it was it was men like guys that I knew they would be like, wait a minute, you've never watched Predator. And I'd be like, <laughs> no hiding my shame and they're like what the fuck like you gotta watch predator the only action movie i i remember watching at the time that it came out was terminator 2 judgment day and i saw that when it came out because of edward furlong yep it really wasn't for any other reason I had not seen the first Terminator when I saw Terminator 2, but Terminator 2 Judgment Day was such a cultural event. Like, you could not not see it yeah. when it came out. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was also Guns N' Roses, because there was yes. <laughs> the Guns N' Roses song. Uh, and so I was like, yo, Edward Furlong on the back of a dirt bike to Guns N' Roses? I'll watch this movie. I don't care if it's... I don't care if a Julia Roberts is in this movie. Like I'm, I'm here. It's turned into a Nancy Myers movie halfway through. <laughs> I don't do care it. if this is you've got mail too secretly. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's like I'm watching whatever has Guns N' Roses and Ever Furlong. Amazing. But it's that thing where I'm like, I feel like I don't say this often, but I think it really was. It's a genre that I think was introduced to me by men. Right. And whether or not that's like my friends in the neighborhood or like guys I've been dating or whatever, which is it, which it's typical, but also like, I really, I really feel like action movies have really like broadened in terms of like who the audience is, because when we were growing up, they were four guys, exactly. Like Rambo, Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like these were like guy movies. And it was kind of that thing where like, maybe it was a way for them to kind of um, exercise their fantasies or something of like yeah. blowing shit up and being aggressive. It was all about machismo because you, even you said that you just said that, like you're saying I'm not a violent person in my life, but God damn it. I love action movies. Right. I do. And it, it's, it was a lot of machismo in the eighties and seventies and like even the nineties, even now, but <laughs> there's definitely uh, like a visceral satisfaction in watching something that you know you can't do or that you won't do but like you know my, my brother would go out in the woods and try to blow shit up with his friends with firecrackers and shit like that and like yeah someone would always get you know their finger hurt or like you know they light something on fire or like have to call their parents like it was just never as explosively like big as you see in the movies like the movies yeah. lend itself to action movies like that format ends it's lends itself to action films very well um you know like with all the sounds and all the visuals and it is. It's kind of fun. And I I think it's it's been it's a shame that action movies for so long were categorized as like male property because yeah. everyone wants to watch shit blow up. Everyone wants that release. <laughs> yeah, it does feel cathartic, you know, when you watch especially like the endings of like a lot of action movies. And there's this ruggedness to the characters that appeals to me. Not, and it, I think it goes back to honestly, like that conversation we had, I think it was the last bonus episode about Christian Slater, where you were like, I don't know if I'm attracted to that or want to be that. That's the thing that I kind of felt too, where I was like, Oh man, it would be sick if I knew how to like repel off of the fucking mountain yes. and land. But also like, that's hot too. Like how, like is, you know, like, I don't know what to think. Like it's that thing where like, yeah, you really kind of do negotiate yourself into these movies. So I think it's okay. It, again, like the fact that this is the one instance or one of the instances where men might've introduced you to a genre or to a film. It's fine. Sometimes they have their, their worth. <laughs> Not everyone lives with an insane 80 year old woman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you get it where you can. I just anyone who comes up, comes to me with that approach of like I can't believe you haven't. I'm not watching whatever they say. But if they're just like this is really good and I fucking enjoy it and I love it, there are some some guys who are able to approach it that way. Yeah. No. I. I mean, like I said, it could have been worse. Like my dad could have easily been the type of military dad. I mean, he could have easily been Chet from Weird Science. Right? Exactly. 
And I actually had friends whose dads were Chet from Weird Science, and it was like horrifying. Um, but it, it is funny. So yeah, I just it, to me, it's like a newer genre. But honestly, like now I've seen quite a few um and i have favorites now and i'm excited to talk about them so um do do you want to go first i want i want you to go first so tell me now i did think long and hard about this because i have a lot of favorite action movies and i was like Mm. all right i was breaking it by by year by actor by like i was breaking it down (laughs) here's what i decided (laughs) i am mostly discussing films that are post 2000 Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. So that's where that's where I'm going with that. And my first one, and we're gonna have to do a, a whole episode about this. Um, my first action movie that I love is The Raid Redemption. <laughs> The Raid Redemption. I don't even think I've heard of this movie. It is the wildest movie you can watch, in my opinion. <laughs> the wildest action movie you can watch. It is basic. So the premise is basically this guy who's a, he's a very young cop, you know, this young Asian guy who's a cop, um, and he goes into this building that is completely owned and operated by villains and drug runners, and like it's just a Top to bottom, every floor is occupied. And he's going in to save his brother um, who got wrapped up in this, this, this genre. And he goes in and he has to fight his way through every single floor of the building. That's amazing. <laughs> the sickest martial arts you have ever seen in your life it is so violent and so nuts and it's so quick like it's just so fast paced and when people like there are scenes where people die and you're like wait how'd that guy die again and then they pull back and they're like oh my god in the course of him spin kicking this guy in the face he spin kicked him onto a knife like how did this happen (laughs) like it is so wild it is non-stop minute by minute like you cannot get an i cannot get enough of this movie it oh my is god. so good did you see so you said you saw it in the movie theater or was this like a this was a rental this is like i saw the first time i saw it was a rental but then the raid 2 came out oh there's a sequel there's a sequel and the sequel is bonkers it is just as you think like they can't top themselves they can't top themselves. They just threw a guy onto an axe from across the room. Like they cannot top that. And then they do. Raid two, they top it. It's a little more narrative focus, which I can't stand. Like just give me the give me the death. Give me the axe. Give me the, the kicks. Give me the punches. So they've got more narrative, but they also have new characters and new fighters. And it's just, it's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Like as you're talking about it, I'm looking it up in the poster. The Raid 2 poster looks fucking awesome. It is the sickest. I'm t- I am I cannot recommend this movie enough. I recommend it to people to the point where I think I'm going to be committed one day. Like, I recommended this movie to the same friend like 14 times. And he finally was like, I'm not ever going to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, you're lost, homie. Yeah, now I'm reading about the style of fighting. So it's an Indonesian style of fighting. Is it called Penchak Silat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is a wild style of fighting. And two of the actors that are in The Raid show up in another one of the movies on my list. Ooh, this is exciting. I can't wait to hear more about that. Well, this is like, this seems totally up my alley. I, I feel like, I don't know why I've never heard of it. And I am going to put it on my watch list immediately. Both that and the sequel. Because say what you will I about can't. action movie sequels, but they're fucking always fun. Like, even if they suck, they're yes. fun. You know, they're always. This is the other thing that I love about action movies is they are fun and they've gotten funnier on purpose. Yeah. They've gotten purposely more funny, but they're fun. Like, you don't have to go in and feel like, all right, like I'm. We merchant ivory up and get ready for this. <laughs> like when I saw the Irish, I saw the Irishman in the theater, and I was like, oh, "Come on, three and a half hours of this weird Robert De Niro CGI? Come on!" <laughs> it was know. such an insult to me because actual young Robert De Niro was so hot. Fuck, no kidding. That I'm like, I can't believe you went this route. So yeah, like action movies are just fun. You could just go and sit 
and just have a blast. And the raid is it's the best action movie I've ever seen. Awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a lot to say. I would go and watch the raid two on opening night, but I would not watch you got mail to. On Thank you. Night. Let's just say that um, I'm always down for action movie sequels. There was there was a point when I was living in New York where I was freelancing. Rent in New York is expensive. I just gotten divorced. I just moved back. I am not exaggerating when I say I had thirty dollars in my bank account and I was so like sad. And I'm like, all right, it's like I'm trying to like boost myself up and I'm like it's all right like you've got you've got a place to live it's gonna be okay like even if you have only thirty dollars this week it's okay I used 14 of those thirty dollars to buy the raid double feature on iTunes because I knew if nothing else I'm gonna watch this all week and it will make me laugh and it did and that's why I own both and look where you are now look you, where came, you now. overcame those odds it was, a, it was a formative moment in your career to have spent your last 30 bucks, 14 bucks on, um, on the raid and raid two. That's a great endorsement right there. Shit. That's how much I love this movie. I'd seen the first one and the second one came out and I'm like, I really want to rent it. And then I'm like, renting it is only $2 less than buying it. I'm buying it. Isn't it funny how that works? That's my first one. What is your first action movie? I'm dying to know. Well, speaking of sequels and, I have to say, I think that it's interesting that you're doing newer movies because I am doing old farty classics. <gasps> like, you know, these yes. um, this this is the shit that everyone knows, but I don't want to rank these necessarily. But this could be my favorite action movie of all time. And it's The Road Warrior <gasps> from 1981. Yeah. A.K.A. Mad Max 2. In the future, cities will become deserts. Roads will become battlefields. And the hope of mankind will appear as a stranger. Listen, let's let's just put this out there. Like Mel Gibson, we know he's a problematic. He's not even a problematic fave. He's a problematic. Okay. (laughs) However, I cannot pretend that he is not in this movie. Like this movie is so fucking great. And it is a goddamn shame that he's in this movie and was in all of them. Like, it's hard. It's hard. This is what makes liking things hard is because people disappoint you and people are people and they fucking do fucked up things. But really, it's not even really necessarily about him. It's just about the movie, the plot, the landscape. I mean, first of all. People have seen this movie, I'm sure. They've definitely seen Mad Max at this point, maybe. But basically, you know, Mel Gibson plays this this character. It's this post-apocalyptic wasteland. Um, and the whole world is like dying for oil. I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. And basically in The Road Warrior, he's wandering this post-apocalyptic wasteland after his family is murdered. And he sort of agrees to help out this like community of settlers from this ruthless bike gang called the Marauders. And like, this is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. The stunts fucking rule. I love how everybody in this movie is a leather daddy. It's so fucking S&M and gay and awesome. I fucking love it. You know, there's like a cool dog. Fucking Wes, fucking Vernon Wells. Like this insane actor that was in these films and he was this like insane Australian man. Like I love this movie so much. I love the world because you know, like we've talked about Mad Max Fury road on the Bronson episode. Australia is incredible. Like I've never been, but like, so I know I have friends from Australia. They're so great. The way Australia is portrayed in the sense that it's like, basically most of the country is like the desert. Right. And the idea that they were like out there with these ginormous fucked up cars and, and weapons and like, like spike ball on the end of the chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know medieval weaponry, um, but the thing with the spike, the spiky ball on the chain, um, wearing like chain mail, fucking leather. And, you know, I was like, 
this rules like this is it's this awesome. is incredible oh that is so I, that makes me happy that's on your list i did almost put mad max fury road on my list because it's one of the best action movies i've seen in recent years um but i thought like oh we'd already talked about it on a podcast already with in this but i'm glad you did because mad max in general has rebooted the mel gibson out of it and it's still awesome and it's okay i think to appreciate that movie for what it is because it's not about him the franchise is, is amazing. Like even like even the new movies, which, by the way, that's really rare. I mean, as yeah. far as like, you know, rebooting of shit, which is happening like at warp speed right now, I pretty much hate reboots except for the Mad Max. Well, I mean, like the Mad Max because George Miller was involved. I mean, it's fucking yes. great. Fury Road was great. But to me, the Road Warrior is the best out of all of them. It's like the most insane, the most actiony. That's why I put it at the top. Might be my favorite of all time, but definitely in there. So I love it. Give me another one. Another one. My second movie is not going to come as a surprise at all <laughs> because it is Jonathan Wick, the first one. <laughs> Jonathan! I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan, you got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. <laughs> I love John Wick so much. So much. I put it on in the background like when I'm cooking. It's like a comfort movie for me at this point. This is a movie about a man who goes on a killing spree. To avenge the death of his dog. <laughs> I feel that shit. It is so real. It, it is like Keanu Reeves is at his best when he's not saying very much. And when he's just like broody and he's got that dark horse thing at his best. Nobody expected this movie to do shit. But the way that they kill people in this movie. It is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. He just always does like a gut shot and then a headshot. And it just cracks me up. Gut shot, headshot. They are fighting constantly. It is very rarely a break for narrative, very rarely a break for anything. Um, the two guys that I was talking about that were in the raid who are also in John Wick uh, are in John Wick 3. And they played the two guys that he fights in that kind of like glass cube looking thing. Oh, yeah. That movie is so sick. <laughs> Three of these movies are so sick, but the first one started off a whole new realm of action as far as I'm concerned. Like it kicked action movies into a different place. Well, I first of all, in this case, John Wick 3 is in a class of its own and it yes. almost feels like we should dedicate an entire main feed episode to John Wick 3 because it's besides the fact that we saw it together we were like <laughs> screaming in the movie theater literally screaming and where people were turning around and like like laughing at us basically for loving this movie so much but oh it was you're so right about first of all the best part is that Keanu Reeves is in it and he's not he's himself in this weird way and I kind of appreciate that shit especially in 3 where I'm like Okay, this is a guy that's not lost like 70 pounds and, you know, basically went and just shredded himself beyond all recognition. And he's an older actor, but he's still kicking all this ass and he's awesome. And I'm just sort of like, fuck, yeah, it's like realistic age it's like yes. when you see Liam Neeson or whatever, like when you see like older people who are just like still out there, like beating people up. I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's true age equality. Let your yes. grandparents beat people up. Have the courage. Now just let <laughs> women do that. And that would be fucking awesome. Just let women be old and that would be great. But I'm just saying in this context, like, man, old Keanu Reeves is fucking cool. And he's just like a guy in a suit. Like you said, he's not doing like, you know, the egg white diet or whatever. Like he's just do he's just being a dude. He's just being a guy who has a skill set and is just uh, I could watch him shoot people in the head all day. Yeah. And it's not like edited to where it seems like he's got the body of a 20 year old. It's like, no, he's fucking taking a couple breaths. He's got, you know, he's huffing and puffing a little bit. And I appreciate that shit. 
but oh um God, you also so said too like you're like it doesn't matter if there's a narrative i do think that there is the there that little tiny narrative that they try to have which is that he's an assassin a right? retired he, a retired <laughs> assassin you know we're going to talk about this concept many times in this show but also just in in this podcast is the one last job movie yes like fucking love a retired anything but love a retired assassin and then that that tiny little narrative about how there's all these other assassins and then there's like a place where they can't fight yeah and there's these these coins (laughs) these coins it's like so ridiculous The fucking Continental, and it's like fucking Al Swearingen is running the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you can't fight here. And they're like, all right, we'll just be civilized and have some martinis and talk about killing people, I guess. Talk about the last job. And they have that blood pack thing where like you stab your finger and bleed on a metal disc. And then you that's like your fate. Someone owes you a favor. That's how you keep track. It's like, it's bonkers. It is so, so bonkers. And I think the moment when I knew I'm going to love this movie, the way he gets out of retirement, right? So all this shit happens. There's a whole bunch of lead up. You know, his wife dies, his dog dies. He takes a sledgehammer into the basement. (laughs) Yeah. And like a pickaxe and just start slamming into the ground over and over and over. And you're like, what is happening? Wait a minute. I don't care. This is rad. And he's basically just <laughs> digging up all of his old tools, like his assassin tools. He buried them under concrete in his basement. And he's like, let me get my passports. Let me get my guns. And let me get out here and kill these motherfuckers who killed my dog. Let me kill 90 people because my dog died. <laughs> yes. It's that thing of like, then he just like once that. Once he's in the basement smashing his own shit, trying to get to his assassin stash, okay? Then he kind of enters the world back again where he's like, I've got to go to my assassin tailor and get my assassin custom fit assassin suit. And then I got to go, is it the guy from The Wire? Is that the weapons guy? I don't remember. Like, where he's like, well, now you've got to go to the weapons guy. Like, the only assassins can come to this tailor only assassins can get these guns and you can't pay with paper cash you better have those coins you better dig up those coins too which he does he's like let me need to get my bag of gold doubloons so i can pay for this gun it's also this is like bespoke assassin shit the whole operation looks like it's like a martini bar basically and i'm just like this is fucking great. Like, this is dumb and fun and awesome. Yes. And I love old Keanu Reeves so much. And I couldn't agree with you more. I would have put awesome. it, but I figured you would have put it. Let's get serious. I was like, is it going to be John Wick 1, 2, and 3? Those are her choices this week? Because I, I don't know. It, it could have been. I could very easily. But then, that, like you said, I think we should just dedicate an entire main feed episode to John Wick 3. As always, we have to say, if Keanu Reeves wants to come on this podcast, <laughs> we would be very happy. Oh, I'm going to make it happen. When John Wick 4 comes out, we will be on that presser. We'll if you need another old person, if you need two old people to be in this movie, getting killed by John Wick will volunteer. Oh my God, I love it. Tell me your next movie. My, my next movie um, also stars or features Vernon Wells, uh, the lunatic from The Road Warrior. Um, it is Commando. Oh, damn. From 1985. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If you want your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. I'll give you a little I'll give you a little secret here. I had never seen Commando until I was on a date with someone. Um, this was not terribly long ago. This was within the past decade. And it was a moment where he was saying something like, oh, it's like that movie Commando. And I was like, yikes. And he was like, what? You're a film person? Never seen Commando? Um, And then you proceeded to have the best date of your life. (laughs) Well, it's funny because it's like, that's not actually a red flag for me at this point because, you know, what's a red flag anymore? But um, no, I'm being serious. Like, that must have been the best date of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was fun. Like, we, it was at my house. And basically, we, like, ordered dinner and then watched Commando. And it was fucking awesome. I was blown away by how much I liked Commando. 
And it, it made me, you know, because I said, like, I have the only real action movie that I was a huge fan of as a child was Terminator 2. And I do have a fault. Speaking of, I mean, come on, we're going to if we're talking about action movies, we might be talking about some fucking fuckers. But I do have a fondness for Arnold. I just do. I mean, it's just sort of like Arnold as an action guy. Yeah, just as an action guy. I I think he's he might be like my action guy because I did see other movies that he was in much later. Um, and I actually saw Kindergarten Cop an appalling number of times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was that like a babysitting scenario? <laughs> no, I think I watched it under my own volition, which is really truly uh appalling but i love arnold and in commando it's like prime time arnold like completely even i think more than the original terminator i mean he's it's great he's great in terminator but commando it's like really like come on he pops out of a fucking ocean wearing a fucking black speedo and there's this whole scene where it's like he's coming out with uh, with the raft in his fucking speedo and then he's like painting his body with the fucking <laughs> camouflage and i'm just sort of like i'm sensing a theme in the action movies that you like which is that they could also very easily shift into like male porn <laughs> that's what i'm talking about maybe that is what it is there has to be something along these lines because why are like i'm like yo if a guy is in like tiny underwears or in like leather harnesses i'm like I might be into it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Vernon Wells is a psychotic, also an S&M guy in this movie, which is super weird. I mean, only because it's not weird that he's into S&M. It's weird that, you know, it's like a character type that he plays in s- several movies is that he's plays this casting. Yeah. yeah, he's typecast as a leather daddy, which is kind of <laughs> kind of spectacular. Um, OK, typecast as a leather daddy. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> Well, and it's like, so Arnold is like, like, and this is God, it feels like it's like, what's the point of this plot? It's basically like he plays an ex special forces guy whose name is, this is so funny to me and it's only probably me, but his name is John Matrix. <laughs> I forgot that. Matrix is his last name. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I forgot that completely. John Matrix. And he's like, basically his daughter gets kidnapped. His daughter is played by Alyssa Milano. And that's pretty much it. He just tries to get his daughter back. He's in a black speedo. He paints his muscular oil down body. And Ray Don Chong is in the movie, which is very nice. (laughs) That's it about Commando. Like lots of shit blowing up, like lots of fight sequences. But honestly, like, it's just kind of like, you want to get down to a real good foundation when it comes to an action movie. This is it. This is like, it's got the bones of a good action movie. I could not agree with you more. Commando (laughs) is a classic because it just gets down to business. The business is painting your body and killing some people to get your goddamn daughter back, but it gets there real quick. And I actually do love that Radon Chong's in this movie because it's sort of like she was really popular at this time i mean don't get it twisted she was like a fucking famous person during this era but also they could have picked like some busty blonde like a you know i don't know like a like a not an anna nicole smith because she was not making movies i don't think at this time but in that you know brigitte nielsen yeah brigitte nielsen or something like that like yeah exactly but they didn't they went with somebody different and i love that commando is a great choice. Yeah. And I will say, I never talked to that guy again, but I will always remember Commando. Oh my God, I always carry you in my heart. Oh, because <laughs> it was a great date. No, Commando. That's it. You're like, I don't remember that guy's last name. I just remember he introduced me to this movie. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right. So my last movie, it's going to be a surprise, I think, because it surprised me that I liked it so much. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And the movie is Kingsman, The Secret Service. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? Then let me teach you a lesson. Are we going to stand around here all day or are we going to fight? Okay, my parents love that movie. No way. (laughs) Yeah, they were watching it the other night. (laughs) 
I hope it's on in the background of your house constantly. This movie is absurd, which already <laughs> I love. Is. It is absurd. It is so funny and it makes so much fun of itself while it is telling the story, which is, I think, masterful. Yes. It is. Um, it's got one of my favorite elements, which is kid superheroes. Like, let's put these kids in a big old school building and teach them how to be rad. It has Colin Firth. Mark Strong. I mean, it's it's chock full of like silver. What's the term? Silver haired daddies. Silver. <laughs> that's the term now. It is chock full. When you talk about old guys kicking, older guys kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. And the villain is Samuel Jackson. And he is the most he's a villain who can't stand the sight of blood. It is the greatest. There's a woman with scissor legs. It is fucking Luke Skywalker's in it. Mark Hamill is in it. So I actually saw this movie with my parents not too long ago, like maybe the other night, a couple weeks ago. And I saw and I was like, oh, it's it's the guy that played Elton John. Yeah. And he's so fucking dapper. I was like, damn, like and let me just tell you right now. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Is there ever going to be a moment where Colin Firth is not hot? I don't think so, because I saw a picture of him early in quarantine where he's just like holding up some garlic he grew in his garden and he's filled out a little bit and he's kind of like all Mm. gray hair and Mm. he just looks so fine. But here's the the thing about Colin Firth. I only started to find him attractive from this movie. Wow. Okay. I was not a Mr. Darcy Colin Firth. I was not a Bridget Jones Colin Firth. I was like Colin Firth in a suit with a gun. That whole there is a fight scene in this movie that is so off the wall. I cannot even describe it. It's a fight scene in a church. It has to do with the villain and the villain's like main plan. Essentially, it becomes a movie kind of about class warfare, which I like. But there is a scene in this church and Colin Firth does things that I did not think the human body could do. Mm. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? Where he does that like loop de loop behind the back thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So hot. The only I was like, oh wait, people were right about Colin Firth all these decades. I'm just now catching up. Only hot with a gun. I know you. Only hot with a gun. This movie is so absurd, and it's basically like the premise is that Taron Egerton's um, character Eggie is the son of somebody who used to be in this Kingsman Secret Service, like like Knights of the Round Table sort of organization, right? And it, you know, Mark Strong is in it and Colin Firth and all these other Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. That's that's who I remember the most. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. All these all these dudes. And it's like very much like um, we're going to get our suits tailored at Savile Row and we're going to like, you know, be very upscale. They have a different tailor than the John Wick assassins. I think this is like the British outpost of the John Wick assassins. Like if John Wick showed up in London, he'd be like, here's my coin. And at least one of these dudes would be like, yep. Because we have to make bulletproof blazers for these guys. So sure, why not? We're in the fucking wrong business. What are we doing doing a podcast? We should be doing assassin suits. Yeah. Assassin gear. Why don't yeah. we just... And also, just like the clothes part. Like, I don't want to do the weapons. I just want to, like, sew a bulletproof jacket into an actual jacket. I don't get the science behind it. I'm like, oh, those are cufflinks, but they protect you. Okay, whatever. Y'all just tell me the story. This is also what is incredible about this movie. So as so basically Eggie, he is kind of recruited into the Secret Service because of his lineage, even though he's basically like a common street thug by the time they find him. So he's recruited and has to kind of, you know, like use his street smarts with his natural prowess to like fight the system. Um, but there are so many toys and like umbrellas that are also like weather vanes that are also, you know, shields. Like it is just it is bonkers. The things they can do with an umbrella. It is nonstop absurd. I love this film so much, so much. And I was late to the party on this one. I saw it well after it came out. The one thing that I will say, and the reason this cannot be a ranked list, is because even though I love this movie, the ending is so disturbing. Like the whole thing basically leads up to a joke about anal sex. And that's a point where I'm like, well, I guess this had to come at the end. Otherwise, I would remember that this movie was made by like 
14 year old boy. (laughs) Like, I guess they had to remind us at some point, but here we are. And it is, it is just, it's dumb. It's people blowing up, heads being blown up, people getting sliced with leg knives. Like, I just love it. I love it. When she, when she kills people, she like slices them from top to bottom. There's this one scene where she slices through somebody and you don't know that anything's happened. And then his body just like slips apart. Oh, yeah, I love, it. love that. <laughs> I love this movie more than I care to. And I have not seen the second one. Yeah. The second one has um, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, that's I think, what I was yeah. going to say, because I feel like they were watching that, too. I feel like it was a double feature for my parents when they were watching that movie. This sounds like a great night. <laughs> Honestly, it's just because it was on TV. Like it was on HBO. <laughs> They're like, what's this? They're like, Colin Firth was respectable. Um, oh gosh! But uh, yeah, I came to Colin Firth through Bridget Jones. Nice. I don't know anything other than that he was in Love Actually, and I, I couldn't take him in that. Even though he effectively played the same character, he's like always the same character, except for maybe this movie. <laughs> except for right? this movie. Breaks maybe the one the you mold. prefer him in at the end of the day. Hot with a gun. Hot with a gun. That's what. That's my third one. All right, that's a fucking incredible choice. So that's my list. The Raid, John Wick, Kingsman, The Secret Service. That is fucking finery. Uh, <laughs> and I do love that it's like, you know, past 20 years. Because mine is, the, my last one, I'm going out with a stupid bang. Oh, please bring it on. A real stupid bang. Now, this was introduced to me by my friend Farzad, who um, listens to the podcast. He's a big fan of the Wayans Brothers episode. So that's Farzad nice to know. <laughs> is our, he's iconic. That's all he's you iconic. need to know about Farzad. A legend. <laughs> he educated me a lot about action films. But um, we watched this one together. It is Rambo 3 from 1988. Who are you? The worst nightmare. Stallone. Rambo 3. Now, everyone says Rambo 3 is the worst Rambo, but I don't care. I th- <laughs> but this is the thing. You can't set expectations with these movies. because Just because you've seen the other two doesn't mean you know shit about what's going to happen in the third one or that it's going to be even close to good. Well, and like, honestly, Rambo 3 is to me, visually, Sylvester Stallone, visually is the crystallization of like that 80s machine gun American fucking <laughs> guy, like the fucking the the weapons, horny, like shirtless fucking dude. Like the he's that guy. Like he's the just like belt. Where he has the like bullet the, belt, the yep. chest just like dripping with the fucking um, tied off headband. I mean, he's like the absolute, like to me, that's who I think of. And, and Rambo one and two, sure. But Rambo three, it's like 88's a good year for men's hair. It's like when the hair is real long, you it's like fucking total heavy metal parking lot. His look was the worst. His, this was his worst (laughs) Rambo look in my opinion. This was redhead band Rambo. Yeah. There, but there's this entire sequence because here, I'll give you a very brief synopsis. <laughs> John Rambo is back, of course. He's like a Thai monk. I forgot that. <laughs> he's like living in Thailand in a monastery and he's doing some kind of like Thai martial arts. And there was like this whole sequence where he like removes the monk thing and then turns back into Rambo because again, this is another one last job movie where he's like one last job. Assassins coming out of retirement should be a theme for us. And like he like it's that kind of thing where like he's a monk in Thailand. They tracked him down <laughs> somehow and they're like, hey, here's the deal. John Rambo, your <sighs> old friend and mentor. Is now helping out the Mujahideen in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> He needs your help. He's been captured by the Russians. Can you come out of peaceful, religious solitude for one last job? And he's like, fuck yeah, I will. And he just takes the monk stuff off and he's just like, I'm back, baby. I'm fucking back. His hair is like flapping in the breeze. He's like, my fucking Rambo hair's back. He's got a perm that is popping. Dude, he blows up a helicopter with the (laughs) biggest machine gun I have ever seen in my life. Like, I was like, that is not even 
I mean, some somebody is going to dispute me on this, I'm sure, about because I, I don't know shit about guns. I don't know shit about guns. All I know is this is like this land. It's like this basically like if a cannon was a machine gun, rapid fire. <laughs> blah, 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 and it's just like he blows up an entire fucking helicopter as it's like coming towards him. It's oh so God. stupid. It's so stupid. And I have to say this for like, I th- always think that this is amazing. And I don't really know the exact situation, but apparently there's an original ending that they did not use, which is that his buddy, that he, Richard Crenna, that he helps out in Afghanistan yeah. and Rambo stay in Afghanistan. And effectively, they join the Taliban. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happens. Like they stay in Afghanistan and essentially join the Taliban. So it's like this weird thing where like, well, it's a good thing they didn't use that ending because that was fucked up, right? Shit. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, first, okay, two things. Two things. Why it's the Buddhist monk thing. Like, why they make it look like it's so easy and like you can go in there without cutting your hair. And you can just be like a white beefed up guy from America and just be like, here's my perm. Here's my headband. I would like to join you in meditation forever. Because he's got the kind of muscles that like squeak when he moves. Oh, my God. Like he's so jacked in this movie that it's just like when he moves his arm, it's like squeaks against his other muscles. Cannot, cannot. But also, what I love more than anything is that this was parodied so heavily throughout my childhood that you Mm -hmm. almost don't have to see the movie to know what it's about. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely don't. Like, you just, all you know is that this guy is fucking American (laughs) and he's going to blow your fucking brains off. Like, just honestly. And just imagine the (laughs) face, like the face, which. The the one thing I do remember is I feel like do you remember those um, those fucked up puppets in the eighties? It was called yes. Spitting Image, the Land of Confusion puppets. Yeah, <laughs> the Rambo puppet from Spitting Image is basically Rambo three. Is basically exactly. Sylvester Stallone and Rambo three. It's that exaggerated. This is also where like people who riff on his voice and like this is where it came from. Like that kind of slurred like. Because he wasn't like that in a couple of the Rockies, the first couple of Rockies. He got there in Rambo. He got like more and more Italian. I don't know if it's Italian. It is because he's the Italian stallion, Millie. <laughs> See, now I'm like, is he Italian? Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Leonardo DiCaprio is Swedish. Why did I think he's not Italian? Why did I think he wasn't? Amazing. That is a great pick and tell me what is the situation in which this was introduced to you by Farzad like how did this happen explain this night to me or this day you know what I I wasn't sure if maybe I think we watched it together like as a first time watch because he was like you've never seen a Rambo movie and I was like yeah no sorry and he was like well uh, we should watch Rambo 3 and I'm like why are we watching Rambo 3 and I think it was like because I think it's the worst one and I'm like all right yeah I'm down for that which aka is the best one in my in my mind to me it's really just rambo 3 being the worst quote-unquote i don't know who says that like men on the internet i don't know who judges the rambo movies but anyway my to me it's based on sly stallone's greasiness curly haredness the the hair era the ridiculousness (laughs) of his character and that's that's why it's my my pick so oh lord i am with you this is an epic list that we've just given you to six movies that you could pop on if you just want to make your life better let's just say you want to make your life a little bit better today here you go here's six films (laughs) i mean i you know to me i i love this this type of thing i love kind of going through and picking movies that are so different because you're like i said yours are i I love that your list is more recent stuff and you know obviously i kind of went the more traditional 80s route but i think ultimately like you can certainly see the difference in an action star because honestly like john wick like colin firth these people were not these were not action movie guys in in our day like it was literally like Schwarzenegger, Sly Stallone, 
you know, John Claude Van Damme, who did not get mentioned in this, but we'll get there. Will we? <laughs> Will I feel we? like I got to talk about blood sport. Like there's some blood oh, well, sport has to come up at some point. But anyway, but yeah, it's it's in, but it's interesting to look at this genre um, with you. And I'm glad yeah. that you picked your movies. So I'm glad that you picked your movies. Like we spend a good amount of time in this ever evolving genre. And look, you go watch the raid tonight. Have a great time with it. <laughs> I'm going to go watch John Wick shoot some people in the face after he shot them in the belly because he he likes to make sure his folks are dead. He's not trying to put anyone through pain. He's like, let me kill you twice. Everyone gets killed twice. And then we're just going to have a good, good ass night. I think John, John Wick is a legit, the franchise is legit. And I feel like, well, first of all, my mom would definitely love John Wick. If she hasn't seen it already, she would love it. So maybe that's something that we could watch together. Okay. You have to, <laughs> I want the reaction on the next bonus episode of what your mom thought of John Wick. Maybe I'll get, I'll get, I'll get some audio of her giving a, a fucking review she has Please no idea do. what she's even talking about, but she likes Keanu that, that yeah. we do share. So look, if she likes Kingsman, she's going to like John Wick. If it's stately, like if it's very like polished suit action, big fan, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening and for subscribing to our bonus episodes because they really do help us. I mean, they basically, you know, help us fund this podcast and. Um, it gives us a chance to kind of just hang and be a little bit more loose. And I think we we appreciate that. Do you have any social media accounts that we should plug? I feel like we should plug our social media account, which okay. is you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I saw pod. And you can email us at I saw pod at Gmail for any theme ideas, uh, questions that you want to ask Millie as a programmer, questions that you want to ask me for whatever reason. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Well, until next time, thanks so much. And Danielle, as always, such a blast. Always fun. Bye, Bye. everyone. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Alexis Amorosi. Our engineer is Annalise Nelson. Our social media manager is Taryn Mazza. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgareth, and Danielle Kramer. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IsawPod. Email us at IsawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. And please don't forget to listen, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. 